No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. Hello, this is episode nine of This Is Not A Backup Plan. I have a really great interview today that I'm so excited to share with you. But before we get into the episode, I have just a few things to tell you about. I started working on this podcast in April of last year, but over the course of 2021, I recorded nine episodes so that when I got this podcast started, I would have content ready to go. And this is the last episode that I pre-recorded. When I started the podcast project, I wasn't really sure how long it would continue, what I would do after I shared the nine episodes. But the response I've received from all of you has been so warm that I really want to continue having these conversations. However, I really need to write my thesis. So I am going to take a break for the month of April to finish my thesis, to defend it, to get ready to hopefully be all done and graduated. And then I'm going to be back in your feed with episodes starting in May. Because I'll be recording those interviews a lot closer to when the podcast launches, I'm not going to be able to put out content at the pace I've been doing it. So starting in May, I'll be in your feeds twice a month, and I'm just going to see how that works. This will probably be an evolving process and will probably look different as time goes on. I am so grateful for all of you who have listened and who have been a part of this with me. I was really hopeful when I started this podcast that people would want to listen to it and that would fill a need. And hearing from you the ways that this has impacted your life really means a lot. In the meantime, while you wait for the new episodes to come, please take time to rate, review, share, tell your friends about it. It will really help other people continue to find the podcast and it will really help me as I continue wanting to share these stories and these interviews with you. This week, my conversation is with Shelby Hintzey. Shelby is a former news producer at KSL. When she introduces herself in this episode, that's the job she'll talk about having. But in the time since Shelby and I talked, Shelby is now a social media manager for Intermountain Healthcare, and I am so excited for her and for this transition in her life and in her career. Shelby and I chatted about finding your sense of style and how to make your clothes work for you and help you accomplish the things that are important to you in your life. Between the pandemic and between work from home and changing jobs and my body changing and just growing up, how I feel about clothes and how I feel about what I wear is really evolving. And Shelby has some really great thoughts on how to let that evolve and how to find different options that work for the person you are. So I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation and I really hope that it can help you in your style and fashion journey. My name is Shelby. I am 29 years old. I'm from the Seattle area and I moved to Utah to go to BYU, said I would never stay in Utah. I was out of here. And then here we are, you know, 10 years later and I'm still here. I live in downtown Salt Lake and I work at KSL. 
which is the local NBC affiliate here. I am a news producer, so that means I basically pick the stories for the shows, write scripts, set up interviews. Depending on the day, I will do all of the where do the anchors stand while they're reading a story, what video is played, what graphics do we use, making all of those decisions. So yeah, so I've been there for about seven and a half years. I'm so excited to chat with you today because we're going to chat about finding your sense of style, which I think can be a funny thing in your 20s because so much of your life is changing and like what you're doing and who you are is changing. And I feel like especially with the pandemic and with like work from home, there's just so many things that I'm reevaluating in my life with how I dress and how I present myself. And a few years ago, I read an interview you did about workwear and I loved your thoughts. I felt like they were really practical, but also like very fun. And so I'm excited to chat with you about these things today. Can you start off by telling me a little bit about like how you describe your sense of style like as it is right now and how you maybe refine that to be comfortable with some of the things you're wearing or that are your go-tos right now? Yeah, definitely. So my style is definitely like a J. Crew vintage preppy. I have an obscene amount of sweaters. I love sweaters. I love collars. Like today I'm wearing a giant collar. It's from Target. And I keep seeing people on Instagram like making fun of it. And I'm like, I love this shirt so much. Like, oh my gosh, the prairie dresses. And I'm like, step away from the prairie dresses. I love them. But I think also part of my style too is I just wear things I like. I think, and we could talk a little bit about this more in a minute, but a lot of times we get really caught up in what is my style. In some cases, that does make things easier when you have things that naturally go together in your wardrobe. And I would never say like, don't do that because I do think it makes life a lot easier. But if there are things that you like that maybe are outside of your typical quote style, who cares? This year has been really interesting for me because in high school, I was like anti-sweatpants, anti-leggings. I'd wear jeans, but I wore a lot, especially in high school and college, I wore a lot of dresses and skirts with tights and boots. That was my go-to. And now I'm like, oh, I like comfy clothes. And I like to be cozy, especially when I'm working from home. I work from home like four out of five days. So sometimes it is hard to get dressed because nobody's going to see it. You just want to be comfy. I also this year have learned like how much I would put up with to wear things that I liked at work. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but I had so many things and I'm like, this was really uncomfortable. And I would wear it for 10 hours and just suffer through it because it was so cute, but really uncomfortable. And I don't know that I'm willing to do that anymore. I really resonate with that because I feel like I tried really hard to be like fairly put together throughout like my college experience. I worked in news as a reporter. I did like radio news and print news though. So that's a lot less appearance first than broadcast. But I still like wanted to look nice at like city council meetings and like the state capitol. And so I feel like I'm redefining like what's comfy but feels put together. And I wonder if you have any thoughts on that as you've been reevaluating some of the clothing choices you made. I think everybody's reevaluating these things. And I think we're going to see a really big shift in 
you know, what we define as like business casual and we're over being uncomfortable just for the sake of dressing. And I think especially women do it a lot more than men. I think women were much more resilient when it comes to wearing uncomfortable clothes to look nice than I think a lot of men are. The biggest thing at this point is, you know, really evaluating what works for you and your body and how can you make that non-distracting because you don't want your outfit to be what people are looking at. You know, it can be a part of what they're looking at, but you want that to be a part of your whole essence and appearance and not necessarily the only thing, which can happen if you're dressed too professionally for the environment or you're dressed too unprofessionally for the environment. But I really think that label of what is professional is going to change. So I'd love to hear, are there some go-tos for you that you're like, this is comfy, but I feel like put together in it? What are maybe some of those go-tos that you find yourself gravitating towards? So I love sweaters. I use a wheelchair and I have a very like asymmetrical body and just a lot of clothes don't necessarily fit. I alter pretty much all of my clothes, which we will talk about in a second because that's very important. But sweaters are like my go-to. I can't wear things that are really structured. So like blazers or jackets, things like that, just really I have a hard time with. So sweaters work really well for me. I love J. Crew's cashmere sweaters. And before you get like all, excuse me, in January, they always go on sale. So I can get them like for 50 bucks instead of the 118 that they normally are. So be watching in January. And I always like treat myself to one. I'm like, this is my like one treat for the year. And they last forever. If you take care of them, they last forever. And I think that's a really important part too that we don't talk about as much as just like taking care of your clothes, making sure they're hung up well and ironed. Those kinds of things will go a long way in making something look more professional and last longer for you. I wear a lot of patterned leggings that look like pants. I love patterns and I'll just buy like things from Old Navy. And if you wear them with a nice sweater and a pair of boots, like they look like trousers, but they feel like pajamas. So love those. I love, like I said earlier, collars are so important to me. And I think they just take any outfit to the next level. But I also don't love like some of the bulkiness sometimes that you get from layering. So I will I make a lot of dickies out of collared shirts. So it's really just the collar and you just tuck it into your shirt. And then you can go to the thrift store and find shirts in sizes that maybe you wouldn't fit you normally, but have a cool collar or you like the fabric or whatever. And then you just cut. You can you know do a YouTube search for turning collared shirts into a dicky, and you'll find lots of tutorials and you can figure out what works best for you. But I love that because it just adds an extra layer without actually adding an extra layer. And then dresses. I love dresses and tights. I think dresses are so much more comfortable than like hard pants and you can get away with so much more in a dress. It just instantly put to look put together. And when I wear my tights, I always cut a like a vertical line 
along the seam so that they're looser at the top. That may not work for everybody, but I just like cut that really tight elastic up at the very top and I cut down like two inches and it just loosens them up a little bit and makes them so it just feels like you're wearing like long socks and I love doing that. And I love I love now that we like wear socks more too, like fun socks with skirts because I just always am like my legs just get cold. So I want to wear something on my legs. So curious, do you have recommendations for summer? Because I feel like in summer, I feel sloppy because layers make me feel put together. And then in summer, it's like, I can only wear this one shirt or else I'm going to die, especially with a summer that was as hot as this last year was. Yeah, I hate the summer. I have the like opposite of seasonal affective disorder. Like summer, I'm just always, I hate this. It's too hot and there's a lot of FOMO. Anyway, hate summertime. For me, the biggest one is just dresses in the summer. Just one one and done pieces. I really like also skirts and t-shirts. And you can have a little bit of fun with the t-shirts. And we've gotten really good. There's so many amazing tutorials on Pinterest or YouTube of ways to tie or tuck your shirt so that it looks a little bit more put together than if you were just wearing a t-shirt and a skirt. And I think a lot of people will say, oh, I can't do that because of the way my body is or whatever. But I think everybody can do something. You may have to play around with it and figure it out and figure out what works best for you and what is most comfortable for you. But don't just immediately be like, oh, I can't do that. Everybody can do something. And yeah, dresses, skirts, and t-shirts. And I think in the summertime, it's a lot of just finding pieces that I really like that can be worn on their own. And then in the wintertime, it's more about, okay, how can I layer these pieces together to make an outfit? And summer, unfortunately, I feel like has to be a lot more like, all right, I have this one thing and it looks cute. And maybe playing around with shoes or things like that, different accessories to help change it up, but trying really hard to just be a, a one and done. I feel like fall and spring are perfect because like you can layer, but it's not the necessity it is in the winter. Like in the winter, it starts to be like, I am wearing this coat and no one take it away from me. I just wish it was always fall and spring. I feel like that would be perfect. I would thrive in just fall and spring. That would be amazing. Okay, so you mentioned tailoring, which is something you also mentioned in the piece, the interview you did a few years ago that I really loved. I've heard that from other people. I read like Mindy Kaling's autobiographies last year, and she talks about that. I mean, it makes sense that it would be beneficial, but it's something that like definitely scares me a little bit. So I'd love to hear like your thoughts on like tailoring and how you get started and how you figure out making that work for your wardrobe. A lot of times when we go shopping, we get just frustrated because Things on the rack don't fit us and it's, oh, this is my body. It's nothing fits me. And clothes more, especially for women, they're not designed to fit everybody because we are all so incredibly different. And there's just physically no way that, you know, we can offer more sizes, which I think is a very important thing that we should be doing and moving towards that. But just for things to like perfectly fit everybody it's just not going to happen. So the first thing is being willing to try on lots of things 
And it's really hard to not get discouraged, but you have to just try on lots of things and figure out what worked for you. And just know that everybody's doing that. Nobody, there are very few people in the world who are walking into a dressing room and just everything is flawless. So that's the first thing. And then second, tailoring is just so important. For me, I have to tailor most of my clothes. Basically, everything I have is hemmed, like bottoms are all hemmed. Shirts I have to take in at the shoulders because they're really usually really big through the shoulders on me. I have like a pear-shaped top where my shoulders are really narrow, but my rib cage gets wider. And um, they actually call it like a bell-shaped rib cage. So I have to like take things in the shoulders a lot. So basically anything that's not like a knit, I have had altered. And I will say I'm very fortunate that my mom knows how to do all of that. So when she comes into town, I'm always like, I have a pile of clothes for her. And I'm like, here you go, mom. I need you to fix all these things for me. But it is possible to find places to do alterations. Nordstrom will do alterations for free if you bought it there. And then they'll also, you can bring stuff into that they can alter for you. You know, just finding people like, in your ward or among your friends that could do it is a really great way, you know, and pay them 15, 20 bucks. It's worth it to have something that fits you well. And finding someone, I think there's sometimes that we like put something on and you're like, I know this isn't quite right, but I don't know what is wrong. And somebody that can help you say, oh, we need to do this or this. And that can also look at something and say, I, I feel like I've figured out, oh, this is something we could alter and this is something that's not going to be worth the effort. So I think that's really important, especially if you're going to buy like expensive things, get them to fit you well so that you can wear them forever or as long as you need to. And then also you can buy really cheap things at the thrift store and then get them tailored to fit you. Obviously, you want to try to get things that are a little too big because it's way easier to take things in than to make them bigger. But really just start like looking at things not as they are on the rack, but what they could be. And that is, you will be so amazed at what you can find. And, you know, maybe it's worth it to you to learn how to hem things too. Just how to hem a pair of pants or taking in shoulders, things like that. And there, there, there's skills that are so important and will save you money. And could be therapeutic too, to be able to be like, wow, I took this thing that wasn't great and made it great. You know, doing things like fixing is better for the environment, it's better for your wallet, all of these things that I think are lost arts, especially in the world of fast fashion. And I'm not one to say don't shop fast fashion because I do, and I'm trying not to, but it is hard for me to not especially because I found so many things that like do fit me right and fit me well. And so it's like, that's what I have to buy. But there are lots of things you can do to prolong the life of your clothes. And what I need to do more of is shopping less, just in general, which I'm not very good at. But 
that's a whole nother conversation. I do think though, with what you're saying about tailoring, that having your clothes fit well, like makes them satisfying. Like I feel like I'm waking up every day and like picking things from my closet that I feel comfortable in. I feel less of a bug to find something different. But if I feel like every morning I wake up, nothing's quite right, then it's hard to put that bug to rest. So it does seem if you're going to be investing money in your wardrobe, that investing it in maybe making things that could be great work is a wise direction instead of trying to find something again that might not be quite right. Absolutely. You shouldn't be putting energy in your day into constantly like fidgeting with your clothes. And that's something too that tailoring can help with. And I think this is another thing that I just think is really important. And really what I liked from the piece and what I really like from this conversation is there's a lot of different reasons to like be interested in fashion. I think finding things that work for you, like you shared, is valuable because then you can spend more time focusing on doing the things you want to do and the things you're good at and what you're going out into the world to do if you're not so concerned about how you look and if your clothes are fitting correctly. Absolutely. For some people, you know, finding like, a uniform is important and that's really great of I have these bottoms, I have these tops and they all work together and I can just mix and match depending on how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, what the weather is, you know. And for some people, the joy of going in and saying, ooh, what can I do today? For me, it's a creative outlet of selecting colors and patterns and textures that maybe are something you wouldn't think of immediately, but actually look really cool together. So you need to decide for yourself. So often people are like, this is the answer to your wardrobe. You need a capsule wardrobe or you need whatever. And it's, you need to decide what is helpful to you. Is that creative outlet fulfilling to you? Or is it something that you don't want to take the time with and you'd rather just have something that you know is going to work and go with it? So throughout this, you've mentioned a few places that you like, and you've mentioned like a few things you watch for, like certain cells, certain times of year, just to find those favorite items. So I would just love to know what some of your top places are and if there are any like specific times of year that you really like to watch for things. Yeah. Um, so I've said J. Crew a million times. J. Crew is always going on sale. Never buy anything full price at J. Crew. Just keep watching. Even if you have to go check every like two or three days, whatever you want will go on sale. And it will usually go on sale pretty significantly. And if you do buy something full price and then it goes on sale within a month, you can get a price adjustment. I've also found there that if you find something in the store and you look online and it's cheaper, they'll give you the online price plus a little bit more off. So if you find something that you really like, pull it up on your phone and see if it's cheaper online. So love that. I love Loft too. That's another one. Everything goes on sale there. Never buy anything full price. Honestly, most of my closet is J. Crew, Target, and like Nordstrom because those are just like my – oh, and Old Navy. Lots of Old Navy. I love thrift store, thrift store shopping. That's one you have to do regularly and you're going to strike out some days and some days you're going to find great things. I prefer shopping at the thrift store in the fall and winter months because I just love finding great sweaters and like vintage sweaters and things like that. 
and the summertime it usually ends up being like bratty t-shirts and shorts that I'm not into. I love going to and just the treasure hunt. I'm looking, you can find lots of information online about like tips for thrift shopping. I follow a lot of like vintage resellers on Instagram too. And we'll find cool sweaters or just really unique pieces that add something a little different to my wardrobe. And I love like embellished sweaters that just add a little pop to just a normal outfit. I have bought a lot of things on Poshmark too that are things that like I saw and didn't buy and then regretted. I just bought a skirt the other day that I saw 11 years ago and just regretted not buying. Found it on Poshmark in two minutes. So like looking there for things too that maybe you passed up or especially those things like if you're still thinking about it, you should get it and go find it. The biggest thing too is just finding a few places that you like and checking them regularly and having a list of the things that you're on the lookout for or you have something that you really like and you're just waiting for it to go on sale. Um, just build that almost into your routine of just like checking it every once in a while. Or if you're like me and you just tend to impulse buy, don't do that. You have to decide what works for you and if you have the self-control. But um, yeah, I had to unsubscribe from all the emails from everybody because I would just go buy stuff. For some people that will work really well and others maybe not. Yeah. Again, I think the theme of this is figure out what works for you and don't feel bad about doing what works for you. Is there anything else you want to add in conclusion that we haven't chatted about? Figure out what is comfortable for them. What that define what is professional to them, what they're comfortable in, have fun with their clothes. If that's something that they want to do and not feel like I have to wear what the guys are wearing too. I hope that people can embrace some of the femininity and fun. I think that's one of the like very few perks of being a woman is getting to wear fun clothes. So embrace that if you want to. Don't feel bad about wearing something kind of fun and different and being comfortable with that. Obviously, time and place for everything and propriety and making sure that you're not like distracting. And I don't say that in a modesty way. I say that in a, you know, you don't want your clothes to enter the room before you do necessarily, unless you do. Again, we're going back to this just, um, but really using your clothes to help you accomplish what you're hoping to accomplish. I honestly think that's a super useful guiding principle to think about what you want your clothes to accomplish for the setting because what I want to accomplish when I go to work versus what I might want to accomplish if I am like on vacation. Like there's just like a variance of what you need to accomplish. And if your clothes can help you do that, then I think they can become joyful and not feel like a burden. Absolutely. And like giving yourself the grace of being like, what I need my clothes to accomplish today is being comfortable and getting through the day. If I'm working from home, or even if I'm working in the office, today is a day where I just need to be comfy. Or today is a day where I need to have a little bit of a creative outlet. Today is a day where I need to command attention 
and I need everyone looking at me. Today is a day where I need to not be a distraction to what I am trying to say. There's so many different things that can help. And I think a lot of people get stressed out by those kinds of things. And I've written about this before, but this idea that creativity needs constraint, you couldn't just go to somebody and be like, build a bridge. It's okay, I need to know how wide does it need to be? How long does it need to be? How many, how much weight does it need to be able to handle? All of these different things. And our wardrobe is the same way. What do I need to accomplish today? What is the weather like today? What do I have clean? You know, all of those things help. We see them as like hurdles to what we wear, but really they help us define and refine and channel that creativity to solve a problem instead of just being like, whatever you want. And that can, for a lot of people, some people, they thrive on that. And for people like myself, I need at least some guidelines to help really channel that. I like that. So if people want to follow you, where are the best places to find you? Yeah. So I am on Twitter at, at Shelby Hinsey. I am on Instagram at Shelbs25. I also have a like kind of fashion account that's at Shelby.buys. That's where I post more like outfit pictures and like tips and things that I'm really excited about. But yeah, that's everywhere. Those are the best places. And yeah, I love social media. And I think it's a great place to like be inspired by people. I think a lot of times we like, there definitely is part of that comparison of, oh, my body doesn't look like that, or I don't have that much money. But finding people that are in your similar situation, maybe have bodies that look like yours and things like that are, I love being able to get on Instagram and find those people. And we're so fortunate to live in a time where we can dress how we want, unless you're really struggling with that idea of comparison and things like that, obviously step away. But if that's something that you aren't struggling with as much, you're using social media as a, like a magazine and using it to help find inspiration. And now you have so many more options of places to find inspiration. So. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited that we got to talk about this. And anytime I can talk about clothes, I'm very happy. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Shelby for being here. I am so grateful that you're a part of my podcast community. You can find me on Twitter at Madeline K. You can find this podcast on Instagram at not a backup plan. And if you have ideas for guests or things you'd like to hear about in the continuing episodes, please let me know. I would love if you sent me a DM. You can support my work on Patreon. The link is in my bio. I'll be back in your feeds in May. And in the meantime, don't forget, this is your life. It's not a plan B.